Welcome to Healthcare Happenings, a One Digital Employer Advisory Podcast. It's no secret that healthcare is complicated, and to prepare for the road ahead, business leaders need transparency and access to information in order to develop the best health benefit strategy. Our team of compliance leaders are here to shed light on the latest developments on the Hill and share their collective vision for ways to improve the healthcare experience. Thanks for joining us for the fifth and final installment of today's healthcare topic of well-being. In this final segment, we're going to explore community well-being. Our regulars, Ron Bergasi, Samantha Malibar, and Scott Wham, join me and at Bechtold to explore this additional element that defines for people the difference between a good life and a great life. So what is it? Um, then this we, we talked about in the past, we had social well-being, we had financial well-being, we talked about career well-being at great length, um, most uh, near and dear to our to employers' hearts um, and physical well-being. But this this last piece, this community well-being, what is it? Well, it's defined as liking where you live. And um so this sort of takes individuals outside of the workplace, if you will. So doing something with meaning and purpose outside of just career, right? Because we spend a lot of time on that. So what do you think? What makes a community so significant for people? Well, clearly it's a sense of, of belonging to something and being a part of something. And, and I think that allows people to grow, learn, and ex- expand their experiences and develop uh, their profession if they want to or their social skills. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's where, we, where we live outside of work and sometimes work is in our community. So uh, it, it's the ecosystem that we exist in every day. Yeah. You know, I think there's something to, you know, it's one thing we've been talking about um, doing well, you know, basically we're doing well, but there's this thing about well doing, doing something or giving back somewhere else. I think that that creates additional purpose, meaning um, for people as well and that opportunity to do so. Um, I think Gallup did a study and they found that nine in 10 people reported an emotional boost just from giving back or volunteering their time. So I think there's a piece of it that that's important as well as and having that opportunity. So what's go ahead, Ron. Well, one of the things that, that I've always thought is interesting. Um, people also need their own space outside of the community. And there was an interesting study years and years ago that people that lived in apartments actually knew their neighbors uh, less well than if they lived in rural areas where they had their distance. And so so there's this interesting balance between the uh, aspirations of community and what it contributes to you and how you manage that so that you have your own, uh, at least you protect some of your privacy. So is that like absence makes the heart grow fonder? <laughs> if you're not living on top of people, that's the... I, I guess so, but it, it was. More time it, with them. Yeah, it was an interesting deal because let's say in yeah. the farming farming community, uh, people that live miles away were much closer than the people that live next door in apartments. Yeah, yeah, and you see that too. Like they know more about each other. They know their about their lives. They're uh, somehow um, maybe that lack of of so many people or the anonymity isn't really there. You know what I mean? Uh, well, it kind of says people need 
need the community, need their friends, and they also need some privacy, I suspect. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> What's the biggest obstacles for people that people face when they're thinking about when we think about this this community well-being or that stand in the way of, of actually achieving well-being from a community standpoint? Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with the community that you're in. And I think it's important that you uh, spend your time with positive people as opposed to those that focus on the negative things. That's a huge one. What do you have, Scott? Yeah, I think that there's I think that there are a lot of variables that that play into community well-being that that are that are ch- significant challenges for any one individual to tackle and that in order to tackle some challenges it takes the community and i think that i think that um you know when you think about things like safe places to recreate when you think about um is it an environment that 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 provides easy access to supermarkets or or produce or is it a is it a, a community that that has um, good schools, or does it have uh, opportunities to um, to congregate in 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 fun and exciting ways? You know, these are all all variables that lend the, that that lead to community well being, but can be very challenging to overcome in certain communities where um, perhaps you know th- there aren't safe places to recreate. There there perhaps aren't you know a ton of grocery stores, or perhaps commuting and traveling is 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 challenging. Um, perhaps overcoming geographical distances is challenging. You know, a, a community in in one part of the state that I live in in Pennsylvania could look very different than a than a community um, in another part of the state. For instance, Philadelphia is a very different type of community than, say, Williamsport or or even Scranton, for that matter. Um, and they all have very different characteristics uh, uh, th- that present different opportunities and different challenges. But one of the things that that I try to um, discuss with my clients when we talk about community well-being is, you know, when I'm working with a company, reminding them that they are a part of the community and that there are opportunities for, for gaining visibility as a positive force in the community by maybe helping address some of the some of the negative is- issues or overcoming some of the negative variables that could be impacting the, the community or promoting some of the positive variables within the community. For instance, you know, a lot of small businesses might sponsor a little league team or a youth soccer team or, uh, mm-hmm. uh, or, or activities in the community. It, it might seem like a small thing, but that is actually making it possible for kids to recreate in a safe environment. Um, so, so reminding them that, you know, there are opportunities for a marketing yourselves as a community member, but then also moving that needle a little bit as well. <laughs> Yeah. And how does that play out too for the employees who work there? So you've got, you know, if company A is not participating in the community in any meaningful way, company B is, how does that play out from an employee's perspective, do you think? Well, I've been fortunate enough, at least in Richmond, to be good friends and and also have them as a client, one of the largest employers in Richmond. And... They believe the purpose of their business is to give back to the community. And they really don't differentiate between the two. And their perspective is their business will never do any better than the community. And so so they, they really don't. And they behave that way. And they really don't see the difference. So they're involved in things like, you know, airport development. But you know, going, going beyond, say, 
just participating in a few certain things, but it's about growing the entire regional community and contributing back. And I think they got a lot of goodwill out of that. Yeah, I would think that the people too, like if I'm an employee and my my company is doing some great things, I, I feel a sense of pride in working there too, right? So there is something that connects me to a bigger purpose than just my nine to five punch the clock and get a paycheck. But I'm also doing things to help the people around me. And, and, and if I live in that community too, then you know, it's it's providing that much more, I would think. Yeah, the community oriented is very likely that they treat their employees that way too, and I and I think that culture just transcends any one area of focus. <clears throat> yeah, the, you know, one one, one thing mm-hmm. I, I was gonna say, one thing that can be a, a little bit um, uh, a little bit of a challenge that that requires a little bit of additional perspective is, you know, my office, for instance, our our employees come from all over southeastern Pennsylvania, so there isn't one community that I could pinpoint as being the center of where our employees live. Um, but we were very much involved in our local community where the office is situs. But one of the things that we do is we solicit our employees for opportunities to invest in their own communities and, and to put in proposals if there's a worthy cause in their own community for us to get behind. So we, we, we invest in the presence where we are situs locally, but then we also open it up to our employees that are coming from all over the place. Um, to say, hey, my community is doing something cool. Would you mind sponsoring this cause or getting involved with this cause? Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point, especially if we the other the other type of client I, I tend to encounter is a. Yeah. So, I mean, we're all we're all at home in our own communities right now, you know, when we're working remotely. So we're not centralized on a daily basis. So it, it gives that opportunity to to maybe impact the employees community, even though they're not where the office is located. But then the other the other piece of perspective that some clients um, that some clients develop is the realization that they the owners of the business and the ones who run the business don't live in the community where the employees live, but the employees live in the community where the business is located. And um, and what can happen is when there's a when you're not aware of what's going on in the communities where your employees live is you can have a gap in understanding, which can lead to employee relations difficulties, cultural difficulties. So so if, if you're a business owner that lives far away from where your employees live and the employees live close to the business, it, it's it's a positive to put yourself in the frame of reference of what the employees might be dealing with in their community and looking for opportunities to get involved. Um, uh, because if we if we drive home to our own lives, sometimes we, we, we don't think about maybe what the employees are dealing with and what the community around the business actually looks like. I think that's uh, those are really good. Uh, you bring up a lot of really good points for employers to consider. So as we kind of think about wrapping this community well-being piece up, what are uh, I'm trying to think and summarize a couple of things that we can help employers with. And one, I think you just brought up beautifully is just be aware of what's going on in the community in which the business lives. What's important to the people? What's impacting them? Um, safety is huge, of course, uh, especially since we've had some odd. Uh, things happen over the past couple of years with the pandemic, but safety is, is of course big and crime and things of that nature. But beyond that, what are some of the things that the, that the community needs? I think that's a good one. Um, and then um, I like the other ones too, just talking about what's important to the employees, like what 
causes are they uh, most concerned with? Are there ways to organize something around that or at least just give people the space to participate, right? So I think that's a big thing too. Encouragement, I think, Ron, to your point, that culture of, you know, giving back, we award that. There's time off for you to do some of those elements, you know, so I think all of those things would be great things for employers to explore. So uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us today and for this, you know, tuning into this series on well-being. Lots of big things um, to consider and knowing that, you um, addressing each of these elements of well-being has the best chance for improving engagement of your employees and creating that culture that Ron was just talking about and perpetuating that coming forward. So, please take a look at our podcast, Other Today's Healthcare, kind of contemplating some of these larger, more systemic issues. And then, of course, our, our Healthcare Happenings podcast, which gives you the latest in what's happening today and what you need to know with the um, with the, the health and benefits arena. So um, we look forward to speaking with you next time. And thank you all for tuning in. Staying on top of compliance today can be the source of great concern and frustration. Our dedicated team of attorneys and experts look around the corner on your behalf and deliver the tools, education, and resources needed to help you plan for the future and protect your employees and business every day. You can access additional resources, employer advisory sessions, and podcasts on our website, onedigital.com. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time.